This is the Busy Mama podcast. I'm Ebony Forsyth and in this podcast I'm unearthing the stories that lie beneath some of Australia and New Zealand's favourite mother-made brands we know and love. Like birth stories but brand stories. This podcast won't be about haranguing the hustle but keeping it real when it comes to the beautiful chaos that is creating and managing brands, babies and everything in between. These are the stories of creation, ones to inspire, ones to celebrate, and ones to build connection from. You are listening to episode four, the story of Kate Hoddelick, creator of the brand Afternoon Pick Me Up, mother to Heidi. Welcome to the potty, Kate. Um, I'm just absolutely stoked to have you here because I have had, a, I guess, Instagram friendship with you for a little while because we've had bubbers around, not similar time, but you were, you were a little bit before me. But um, yeah, welcome. Sure. Do you want to give, yeah. give, the, give the people a bit of a download on who you are and I guess why, why we're speaking today, what business you've created? Yeah. Um, thanks so much for having me. This is so lovely. And I'm so excited for your new venture. This is Thank you. Awesome. That means so, a lot. So good on you. Thank um, you. But yeah, I'm Kate. I live in um in the north of Melbourne with my husband Mike and my little girl Heidi, who is 15 months now. Yes. Wow, she's that old already. Crazy. Oh my God. Oh, it's just wild. <laughs> like I know they say it goes quickly, but far out. I know. You get wild. sick of saying it, but it's just the truth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all the people you heard before you're like yeah 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 yeah. I'm sure it goes quick and now you're like oh yes it really oh, yes. does <laughs> yeah it actually um, flies. and uh yeah exactly um and I started a business uh it was almost eight years ago now uh, wow eight years yeah ago. Um, wow. yeah that's such a cool achievement oh my gosh Thanks. we're gonna talk so much yeah. more about that but yeah eight years ago wow yeah so how old are you today uh, I really had to think about it. I'm turning 33. Yeah. 33, yeah. <laughs> so you were you were pretty young when you started started the business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mid twenties. Yeah. So I had all that like excitement and drive and I mean there was a lot of fear as well, but of um, course. But yeah, twenties yeah. like fire and yeah, it was it was yeah. a good time. But yeah, I um started the business eight years ago and I just sold it at the end of last yeah. year. Um, so now, I'm so yeah. excited to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to talk about this before we get like too caught up and excited about all of the afternoon pick me up stuff <laughs> let's go right back I want you to take it right back for me and tell me about Kate teenhood Kate where were you at and what was life like and where was where was your headspace then in terms of like career yeah. and work and what you thought of the future yeah good question um it feels like such a long time ago doesn't yeah. it um yeah I Went to school out in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne and I loved it for the social side, hated it for the academic side. I've never yeah. been academic. I've always been in the arts, creative stuff. So all of my subjects got marked down in year 12. So I got a really mm. bad end of school <laughs> and was just not wanting to do uni or anything like that. So yeah. I, um, I ended up moving to London for six months um, straight wow. after school yeah, to cool. nanny some friends' twins, huh. and that was the best. They were yeah. six months old. Looking back now, I'm like, what? You wow, you nannied six-month-old twins. Yeah, oh, and wow. I was 17. And wow. I'm like, 
for me, I'm like, I can't believe they let me do that. Like I <laughs> couldn't let someone look after my child at that young, like let alone two. two. Wow. Like just wild. So it was amazing. I lived with them. They're yeah. family friends. Yeah. But um I lived with them for six months and worked three days a week looking after the girls and then traveled the rest of the time. So um did a lot of solo um, traveling in Europe, which was lots of fun. Really, wow. really cool. And was, um just really good for my independence and confidence and things which was yeah fun. yeah um, I came back and I did end up going to uni I've got um a, yeah. oh, I was gonna say advanced diploma that's not it that's my husband's one uh, I've got a degree <laughs> in hospitality and tourism management hospitality um, yeah yeah so I have yeah. a background in events so events, I did a lot yeah. of events management but then yeah. I quickly moved into event styling um because yeah. I wanted the creative side of things rather than the yeah. actual day-to-day really organizing things organizing yeah. is not necessarily my strong suit I'm much more of a creative than yeah the pretty stuff and organized yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so I jumped around in event styling jobs um for quite a few years and kind of did some of my own on the side for friends and friends weddings and things like that mm-hmm. um worked in hotels and cafes and things but always wanted to start my own thing and was always like dabbling with ideas all the time all the time so there was oh so many ideas all the time you're exactly the same yeah yeah um, yeah constantly having all the ideas and um, did you know like did you know from the get-go when you were younger that you wanted to do something for yourself is that something that you knew or like something creative obviously like in if you're in high school and you felt like loved the um creative stuff is that something that you knew you wanted to do or is it just you just had no no vision no you just had a blur yeah I think looking back now I can see that that it makes total sense that I did what I wanted to do myself yeah but I think at the time I didn't have the confidence to be like oh yeah I'm definitely going to do my own thing do my own thing my school was very much like you go to uni you get a job you do yeah. this and so there wasn't really it wasn't really offered to us as, oh, no, you can go and do whatever you want. Yeah. Like it was a really straight path from yeah. school. And so I felt really like an oddball. And Yeah, like it's, I- it's ridiculous how common this same conversation is. I feel like I have this conversation with so many people that like uh, a I, lot of us, especially the creative type. The education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have yeah. so much to say about the education system. I'm like, oh, oh my God. That's there's a whole other conversation it's a good conversation to have because like at the end of the day this is like this is not just any light stuff this is our future and like I always go back to the fact that like your work life is such a big portion of your entire life like it needs to be something you enjoy like it really should be something that's nurtured and if it's like I think I don't know obviously we're probably you're a bit more at long term out of school but I think maybe they're getting better at like being a bit more like broad about what you can achieve going straight yeah. out of school maybe hoping hoping so it sounds like it but I think mm. it also really impacts your mental health and your own confidence and independence as well yeah so, I think it's really important to be able to be nurtured in that way rather than just be nurtured in the academic side so yeah and when you're not surrounded by when you're not surrounded by people who are going out doing their own stuff like yeah I think a lot of us have parents who just did the like worked a job and that was it you know like and a lot of us weren't exposed to like the fact that you can just go out and start something like you can just do whatever you want like and make it work if you have the drive if you have it like enough passion yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. 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 So in doing events, mm-hmm. yeah, working for some friends, was that a business or just passion? 
Yeah, so I worked for two different companies doing event styling. Yeah. Um, and in between all of that, I was nannying as well, just to kind of make ends oh, meet. Yeah. I never, and I worked in hotels and cafes and things as well, all just the kind of, I never liked the nine to five yeah. full-time job, work at an office in a, at a desk and stuff. That was never my thing. And I don't think I've I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. No, I haven't. I've never done like a full-time. The full thought time. of it. Yeah. Yeah, the thought of it is oh, crippling. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> School was enough. School was enough exactly. being there for bloody, oh was gosh. it, nine, double three, torture. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, no, I just um, <laughs> dabbled around in a lot of different creative fields before I started my own thing yeah. and dabbled around on my own creative stuff as well, did some Etsy things and things like that, but nothing yeah. that was really like, okay, this is a big leap, yeah. which is what Afternoon Picking Up ended up being, was just yeah. a big leap faith yeah. and yeah, yeah. my goodness so where along the lines did you meet your partner like was this early yeah. on or is this after you started the business um we met um while we we're on placement for uni down oh, right. in yeah. Great Ocean Road we ended up living together down there yeah. so we've been married for 10 years next year wow. um and together for 14 yeah, yeah. 14 years yeah. So um, he has been with me through the whole kind of roller coaster ride of like, what am I doing? Events yeah. or nannying or hospitality or blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. he was the one who initially pushed me yeah. um, to really take the leap with Afternoon Pick Me Up and just go and do it. Wow. He was the one who was like, well, if you don't do it and someone else does it instead, how would you feel? And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'd be devastated. Yeah. He was like, okay, you have to do it then. Like, yeah. what do yeah. you lose? Yeah. So, yeah it's funny how the guys always tend to know what we need the most without and us they seeing also just have not not anywhere near as much fear as we do yeah so, like they're just like oh well, why wouldn't you and you're like oh uh, all the things I could fail <laughs> I could be successful that's also scary also like scary yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so it was good to get the push I needed that push and yeah um, yeah yeah. Just started. yeah so you met what's his name again Mike. 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 So you met Mike. Sorry. So yeah. you met Mike. Um, yeah, fourteen years ago. Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the one who pushed you into it. So how did how did afternoon pick me up even like become a thought in your head? Like what led you to like that that idea? Yeah, great question. Um, I yeah have always wanted to do my own thing. Have always wanted to figure out what I wanted to do, and mm. I think. Um, it was only when a friend was sick in hospital. Oh, I don't think she was in hospital. She might've been at home. She was sick and I wanted to give her something. And this is back in, what was it now? 2016, is that right? 2016 yeah. or so. When um, like delivery services didn't exist. Like it just, honestly, you could just. I can't know, even imagine that, the time. <laughs> yeah, it was, right? It was wild. Um, but the only deliveries that you could get were like, um gross flowers from like interflora with like a teddy bear attached and they're often gerbras or gross like yeah ugly stuff yeah ugly ugly stuff and I was like I can't get anything that I want to gift my friend and I was like well why don't I create it and so the initial kind of afternoon pick me up that started was initially fresh flowers and a cold pressed juice and some raw chocolate yeah and I delivered them around Melbourne wow um and that's how it kind of started. It was all from like my boot, the boot of my car. I would yeah. go to the flower markets, get the flowers and put them all together, like strip them all in my car, put them all together in bouquets, go and pick up the juice from Green Street, 
put them all together in my in the back of the car and boxes and in deliver them package, all over yeah. Melbourne. It wow. took so long <laughs> to like deliver like 10 things because I'd go all over Melbourne and it was just wow. nuts. Yeah. Months it got to the point where people were like, Oh, do you offer this in Sydney? Do you offer this in Brisbane? Do you offer this in Adelaide? Blah blah blah. Yeah, because you would have been sorry on Instagram. You would have obviously been on Instagram doing this stuff, and I feel like that's probably like a perfect time because obviously Instagram changed has changed a lot since what 2016, so it was probably prime as well for you to be doing that at that time. It was honestly insane, the timing of it all, because Mm. you're right, it was before all the changes, it was before the algorithms, it was Mm. when everything was really nice and, like, you could see what everyone was doing because (laughs) it all just came up and you could comment and stuff and nothing got hidden and nothing got, and it was just a really supportive, lovely environment. So I built a really great community way back then that has seen through the business in a really beautiful way up until now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was crazy, crazy. So I've still got friends that I chat to on Instagram that we followed each other way back when Instagram started then? because we had businesses and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's such a cool community. It but, is um, so cool, isn't it? I think a lot of people can get hung up in the fact that like, oh, mm-hmm. social media, like what is it doing to us and like what's it going to do to our kids and whatever. But like it is just amazing what it has done in a positive way like it's just given so much like yes I think it's just about everyone everyone's self-control and what they use it for but like it's just such a blessing that I often think of like if I could be brought up in a different era or generation like I think I'd still pick now because I think this is really 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 special yeah it's really true I think there's yeah so many positives and negatives to it but you're right it is really special yeah, what it has done. Connect people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So flowers, that would have been yeah. very um, difficult and draining on your behalf, having to travel all the time. And that's, I, I'm guessing that would have like made you think like, how am I going to maintain, <laughs> maintain exactly. this? Was it exhausting? Gr- it was exhausting. And it was like, yeah. how do I grow it? If it's just me doing it. And like, I would grab friends on board. I had a friend that helped me out for a long time. That was really great. We just roamed around Melbourne together and yeah. it was great. We loved it. And how did and, you take um, orders? Did you have a website? Did you build it yourself? Yeah. 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 It was all on a website. Um, I, I think I got like a free Shopify theme and just did it all myself. It, yeah. If I looked back now, I'm sure it would be very dated. and very. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like all the branding myself and stuff back then. Yeah. We put like, I can't even remember how much it was. It might have been $5,000 aside to like start it in start terms it. of getting boxes and stock yeah. and website up and going and things like that. It's funny how like $5,000 might sound like a lot to some, but then it's mm. also really not much in terms of how it's far just, that can go in a business. Like it's just, it's difficult. Yeah. Like, but that's the magic of startup, right? Like what can you do with that? Like what can you do with exactly. this? Bit? Like, yeah, continue. Sorry, I interrupted it. No, you're fine. Um, and yeah, no, for advertising and stuff like that, that was expensive. And oh, yeah, it's it's wild to think back all the way back. And that was all in kind of the spare bedroom of our house when we lived in the eastern suburbs. And it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And people just wanted more all over Australia. And so I had to really be like, okay, well, what do I do here? Do I kind of start up one in each state and yeah. have someone? like um from there and that just felt way too big and way too scary because Mm. it was like 
within the first six months that this started to happen. Mm. And so I was like, oh, no, this is way too much. And I didn't want to, I was really not worried. I was really um, cautious Particular. of growing. Yeah, just yeah. cautious of growing too quickly. Yeah. Because I knew that if you grew too quickly, um, it could all just collapse really easily if you hadn't laid the good foundations. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I wanted to grow Very slowly true. and um, really have good foundations to really get it to a good spot. Yeah. So I kind of pivoted the business a bit and um, instead of the fresh flowers and juice, made boxes that could be sent all over Australia. So it had um, started having things like bath products and yeah. candles and beautiful chocolates and things like that. So I still did the deliveries in Melbourne on a Friday, but then yeah. I also had the online store that like could um I could ship them all across Australia as well. Yeah. So it's nice to have both. But it did it did come a point where I was like, it would literally take me like eight hours to do like four or five orders on a Friday. And it's like yeah. this is not feasible. Yeah. <laughs> and like especially because like I wouldn't imagine what you could charge for that versus the time that you were spending versus the actual cost of the product, that would have been like a bit of a wake-up call. Like I can't, it's really not viable, would it be? Absolutely. And especially because yeah. I always wanted to offer something that was a reasonably priced product because yeah, I don't yeah. want to be so put off by such expensive gifts that were just like, well, that's just not sustainable or feasible, yeah. like buying gifts regularly for your friends. Yeah. So I wanted to sure it was still at a good price point so yeah it was just not yeah not at the right yeah price not point the right time yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so, wasn't making any money. yeah <laughs> I think it's funny though when you start off doing anything like a lot of the time it that is the case because you're just following <laughs> like this little burning fire this little passion it doesn't matter what you're making at the time it's just getting something off the ground and that's I think something that you need like equality I think of a lot of business owners you need to have that drive to not care about that at the beginning to see where something will take you to lead you into a space where you can start figuring out how to make things feasible it's magic exactly right and you don't want to have to think about money all the time and what things are going to cost and how much you're making and stuff especially as a creative that's not what yeah when you create you don't want any any rules (laughs) get rid of the rules (laughs) Oh my gosh, someone else organized the money for me. But like, yeah. um, you don't want to be hemmed in by that kind of stuff. You want to be able to do your creative thing and not have to think about that stuff. But at the same time, you do have to think about that stuff if you want a sustainable Exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. And how did you cope with that? Like, were you working another job while starting everything up or? Yeah, I was nannying while I. Um, nannying, yep. I think I was also probably event styling at the same time as well. I think I did. Yeah all the things all at the same time yeah um the case yeah exactly right just to get it up and up and going and up and running um and then it got to a point where I quit all my nannying jobs and I quit my event styling because I needed to be in the business more yeah because it was um really time consuming and taking time and also I could start paying myself which was amazing yeah so I started paying myself kind of within the first couple of years which was incredible yeah tell me about that feeling was that an amazing like feeling achievement for you so cool so cool to be able to be paying myself a wage that for something that I created from nothing was just like this insane it was just it was very cool and then we kind of got to the three-year mark and I was like oh that stat of you know, 90% of small businesses don't exist past the three-year mark. Having that stat in kind of the back pocket of mine was like, oh, that's so cool. Just like I've made it. Like I've gotten past that 
that hard part. Yeah. So this is the bit where I need to just keep growing and stuff. So yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a crazy whirlwind of a start and um, yeah. it's just continued to grow and grow and grow and it's just, yeah. Incredible. And then COVID happened. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but tell me about the name first. Obviously, I feel like the name is very connected to your humble beginnings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just um, I just really wanted um, something that was warm and inviting and really felt like um, an afternoon pick-me-up. Like yeah. you could really just pick your afternoon up. You're, you know, at home having a bad day or you're sick or something and this beautiful delivery arrives on your doorstep, which picks you up. Then, it wasn't exactly. Yeah. Back then it wasn't a thing that happened all the time. Like you didn't get deliveries all the time and stuff. Yeah. Not that you get deliveries all the time now, but it's just more. It, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and so getting a delivery, especially with flowers and fresh stuff, you're like, whoa, this is incredible. Yeah, so it was just so thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. And to yeah. think that someone was thinking about you like that and wanted to pick your afternoon up. And the whole um the whole kind of premise around the business was that it would allow you to take an afternoon to really have some nourishing downtime. Yeah. So you get these flowers up, you have your juice, you have your chocolate, you're sitting on the couch to read a book or have a yeah. bath or like that where you can an invitation really... to just look after yourself exactly right exactly yeah. right and that was always the foundation of kind of every decision of the business was like does this help you does this encourage you to have some nourishing downtime does this so yeah. even selecting products does this product encourage you to have nourishing downtime does this playlist encourage you to have nourishing yes. downtime like all that kind of stuff I love the commitment to the to the main goal I love that commitment that's just like just like prime example of a very um a very awesome brand like very very particular I think that's where a lot of people get confused when they get to that growth point they hit that point and they could just go so many different directions because it feels like it's all in their hands but like keeping committed to that original goal is so important I think so too I think that's what really um helped the brand be really strong I was so committed to yeah, you're right. Keeping it in that same lane and just yeah. always, this is our core values and we're going to keep making decisions based on that. Based on that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's how I went from strength That's amazing. Strength. Yeah. And so you had the support of obviously your partner. How, what, did that, what did your friends think? What did what did everybody else think of what you were doing? Like, this girl? No, so, no everyone was so supportive. It was so yeah. lovely. All my friends, like, shared all my posts and stuff on Facebook when – like it all first came out and um my first it was so funny actually one of my friends actually my friend who inspired the whole business who was the yeah. one who was sick she made the first order and she also made the second last order i from seen that on your instagram before, yeah That's exactly special. before i sold it so yeah. it was the last, or last one of the two but yeah. um it was just a really cool like um full circle moment yeah exactly full circle moment so no yeah. my friends have been amazing and they've always always really encouraged me and always just kind of been like oh yeah of course that's what you've done and yeah. of course that's what you've created because that's who you are so it's been really nice just to be supportive and encouraged in that way yeah yeah it's amazing it's actually yeah. amazing so what did work life look like for you at that point like were you working out yeah I think I reckon when I started following you you were in home office or something maybe yeah I had yeah. Um, home office back in Baldwin when we lived there and then when we moved to North Fitzroy also worked from home here and then during COVID I moved to a studio but um working from home especially in North Fitzroy was always my 
like dream. It was just the dream setup. I just loved yeah. my dates working from home here. It was just, yeah. I had a room upstairs and it had a view out into the park and it was sunlit and white and yeah, that's right. my stock and products around me. And yeah. Um, and I remember your just, desk. I loved your desk. Yeah. I always remember yeah, your desk. It's um, so beautiful at the windowsill. Yes, exactly right. And it was always yeah. full of flowers and um, I had a little kitten then. He's, um, he's actually next to me sleeping there. Can you see him? Um, but he would come and play and wander across the desk and things. And yeah. it was just the best because I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can go and make a tea whenever I want to make a tea. I can go yeah. and have lunch whenever I want to go and have lunch. I can't believe I get to do this. Like it was just. Just a dream, hey? It was really cool. I really, yeah, I really look back at that time and go, oh, wow, that was such a beautiful time for me. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then during COVID, everything obviously went insane and I had mm. to get a studio because everything just went insane, crazy good, but um, it ended up, yeah. we ended up spreading across kind of a couple of bedrooms at our place and into the garage and it just got ridiculous. Like got I ridiculous. Just... Yeah, so tell us more about that time. So pre-COVID, <clears throat> everything's just steady. You're just working on your own. You didn't have anyone else working for you, just working from home. Yeah. Yep, exactly right. So I had friends help out every so often. Um, I had a good friend of mine help um, pack boxes every so often when I needed the help when we had yeah. a big surge stuff like Christmas and things and yeah. also all my friends have always been like let me help pack your orders when it, was it would like be Christmas. fun it was really fun it was just like everyone come over and we can just pack like be packing can... presents every day like little yeah. elves like Santa's elves yeah and then products from the thing um yeah and so what was the question pre-covid yeah so like how tell me about that time when that hit like what actually happened for your business um, my business grew 500% in money. So it was just ridiculous. Yeah. It was, I went from kind of, I don't know, a few orders a day to like, I don't know, 50 orders a day, like, wow. in the end. but it just was, yeah, it was just insane. It just happened overnight. It really it, blew up. It was, yeah, it really blew up. And it was just so beautiful. Like it was yeah. just that time where obviously everybody um, needed the love. Everyone needed love and I'm from Melbourne and so, I yeah, Victoria just had the worst lockdowns and so everyone mm. was just like loving on their friends so much. Hard. It was just like oh. everyone buying gifts and all the cards were like, oh, let's let's be <laughs> solidarity. I'm, I'm with you. I see you. Like it was just beautiful. Oh, wow. Just really, really lovely. And so it was that, yeah, beautiful time where everyone was just loving each other really well and it just yeah. grew the business so much that I had to like keeping up with stock was insane especially because there were so many postage delays then yeah. as well and because um, you're working with other brands who are also facing their own issues as well oh my gosh it was a nightmare honestly yeah. it, was, it was a total nightmare like it was amazing that my business grew but it was the hardest time trying to keep on top of everything yeah and just do it. I was doing it all myself and so it was very yeah. stressful and yeah. meanwhile everyone else is like oh I'm bored <laughs> work and I can lay on the couch and I'm like oh my gosh that's a dream I want to lay on the couch <laughs> but also I was like but this is the success of my business yeah. like this is huge this and is like, the most success we've had and how crazy it's just like the polar opposite and it's that pinnacle of like doing your own thing is that you create your own reality and like give yourself that freedom in that time when so many people were struggling yes you were flourishing exactly. and like that is just amazing isn't it I was just so grateful, honestly. I could I had lots of friends around me lose jobs or yeah. um, have to kind of 
do the juggle of homeschooling from yeah. home and working as well and stuff. I was just so thankful that I still had my job and was doing, it was doing really well. So well. Like it yeah. was just, yeah. And it's nothing that you can, like, you can't create that kind of success like that. Like it's yeah. only because of the external stuff that was happening yeah. with COVID that happened. Yeah. So it was just, it was just wild. Wow. So we outgrew um, the place. Out very outgrew the house. Yeah. <laughs> outgrew the garage. Yeah. insane and in the garage and everything it was just nuts and so I um rented a studio which was always always my pipe dream was yep. to rent a studio and I was so excited for it um yeah and yeah it's it was it was really really strange actually I was like this is the best oh my gosh I'm so excited to have my own studio and my employees and everything yeah. but then it happened and I was like oh actually I really liked working from home yeah like, I really enjoyed working from home and I really liked doing it on my own and not yeah. having employees to look after and things like that so it was yeah. this really big like, thing like marker of success that I thought I wanted yeah yeah so I got there I was like oh this isn't actually what I wanted this mm. is really different to what I thought it would be and it feels really different mm. and I really liked when things were smaller and, and more simple. manageable yeah. and simple exactly yeah. so, I think that having the studio complicated things a lot and just um, separated things almost too much, which I've yeah I've always wanted to like have business and home really separate. Yeah, but this yeah. Was almost, I don't know too separate. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like I think a lot of people when they start businesses have this perception that success is big growth and like yeah, absolutely and like growing and having a space and having a team and that means success, but like. It really, like, at the end of the day, when we start businesses, we're starting a lot of the time people start for a reason for themselves, filling up their own creative cup, obviously income, but, like, they have, yeah, all these different visions. And it's interesting, even as a graphic designer, some people always asking me, like, especially before Bali, when I had, like, a really long wait list, like, you're going to hire a team and have this, like, design studio, like, yeah, and employ other people and whatever. But, like... I, I felt that too, exactly what you were just saying. I just It just made me revisit that time of my life because I remember thinking I just I like the lifestyle of living at home. I like that life's uncomplicated and I don't have to, t like, tell anybody what to do. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, being a boss was really. Yeah, tell me about that. Like how did you go about employing people and, like, did you, how did you feel? Uh, I had great employees. Like they were yeah. just the best. Yeah. I had two employees for the last couple of years and they were amazing, but I just really didn't like being a boss. I yeah. I really didn't like, um, I'm not a direct person, so telling people what to do or mm. telling people to do things in my specific way is not my strong suit at all. So having to do that in a work context was really off-putting to me and I just didn't yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, I also just didn't enjoy having... I don't know, just the space from the studio, but also just um, I wasn't then involved in the day-to-day -day packing of orders and things. Yeah. I was still doing creative stuff and photos and things like that. Yeah. But I wasn't on the ground. Packing yeah, you felt like and you disconnect from your own yeah, biz exactly. business baby. Felt, exactly. I felt removed, which was yeah. really bizarre and just a feeling that I didn't expect at all. Yeah. And so I just kind of assumed that that's what I wanted, a studio and employees and a big yeah. team and I'd be running the show, but I just didn't like being a boss at all. And so yeah. it's really interesting kind of going forward now, if I'm thinking about another business, yeah. I don't know if I'd have employees or anything because yeah. I just didn't 
think that that was my strong suit in being a boss. I didn't think I was good at it. I stressed out about it a lot. I wanted to people please too much when I needed Mm. to make all that kind of stuff. So it was just like, it was just not for me, which is a really interesting learning curve. Really. Yeah. So interesting. It's like, I think as well, and we'll get into this, like being a mum now too, you think back at those times before you had that responsibility and like how beautifully simple life was hanging out in your own home office, <laughs> writing little love notes to people. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you. <laughs> how beautiful and relaxing that must have been. Like I remember like working for myself in, in my mum and dad's like office, just how simple life was and just listening to music, no interruptions, work all day, but be ha- like do what you want and I think you don't really realize that until you have not that like obviously having a baby is the best thing in the world but yeah. like oh, totally. thinking but about that time of life now that it is just so not realistic ever until we don't have like little kids anymore like it was just magic and I think that's probably when I'm hearing you talk about the employees I think I feel like for me that it would be what I'd be missing is that simple simple relaxing lifestyle absolutely no you're Mm. absolutely right it was just a really different and yes you're right having a baby throwing thrown into that as well while running your own business like it was Mm. just yeah I don't know if you want to go into that now we'll get get there yeah Yeah. um (laughs) (laughs) were you much of a much of a perfectionist like because I know a lot of not I know a lot of people (laughs) struggle with that when they get employees because you obviously can't have that level of um yeah, perfectionism yeah. over I wouldn't say what you're perfectionist. doing. I, I like things to be um, <clears throat> consistent. Yeah, yeah. Well, me. there's nothing wrong with that because that is the yeah. core of a successful brand is consistency. That's, and that's the thing. I really wanted to make sure that if two different people ordered the same box, they'd get exactly the same, exactly the same thing. Experience, experience when they received yeah. it. Yeah. And so that was the only thing for me. But in terms of perfectionism, no, I'm often – I'm not a perfectionist at all. Mm. I'm often not a finisher of things anyway. Yeah. So like yeah. <laughs> I'm like polar opposite of perfectionism. Yeah. yeah. But um but yeah, it was more just the like managing people was not my yeah. what I thought my strong suit was. I might have been okay at it. Um you'd have to ask my employees. <laughs> but um in my mind I wasn't good at it and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. How did you go about choosing your first employees? Oh, it was so funny. Things just happen so crazy um uh I had been thinking about getting employees for ages and I got emails all the time from people being like hey just wondering if you're hiring blah 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 and all of them I was just like no I'm not at the moment blah 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 but then in the same week that I was like okay I think I really need another hand um a girl Hattie messaged me and her sister I know her sister um through church and she was like oh hey um, I just want to know if you wanted a hand at all or if I can help out or um, I'm looking for some work. Um, yeah. Because I had that one degree of separation and knew her sister, I was kind of like, yeah. oh, this is really good. I yeah. know your sister, that's your sister, so therefore I know that yeah. I can trust you. Because yeah. the fear is hiring people that you don't know yeah. and leaving your whole job to yeah. any business people that you don't know is terrifying. Yeah. Um, and then when Heidi came along, I hired um, my second hire was um, another girl from church who was just great. She just took all the back end stuff and just ran with it. And it was yeah. just, she did, they both did such a brilliant job. Like, oh, they were just 
and it really meant that I could have such great time with Heidi in the first few months and stuff but yeah gosh, it was yeah. also hard mentally to just kind of have work and Heidi at the same time but yeah. yeah well let's go there then hey how about let's go back to tell me about were you always wanting to have babies obviously you guys were married so you yeah. that was a tick babies were next was it planned <laughs> yeah, that's right. that was always <laughs> plan. um yeah I've always wanted kids I've nannied since yeah. I was a teenager so you're I a, have you're a seasoned dog. mama sort of <laughs> oh gosh it doesn't feel like it it's so different when you're on kids yeah so I feel like um I loved nannying loved kids and things um I have always wanted to be a mom and yeah. then yeah it's so different when it's your own kids yeah. <laughs> but um yeah that was kind of um we had been talking about it for a while in terms of when we wanted to and we just wanted to have more time together so we were together married for a while before we started trying yeah um but then we were really really lucky and got pregnant really quickly yeah and um, had a really smooth pregnancy and birth and yeah Heidi's just the best she's just little, such a little star. little angel yeah <laughs> yeah so where along the lines did she fit so like when did you when did you fall pregnant and verse when where was the business yeah she uh I got pregnant in uh, what was it it's 2021 so start of 21 she was born in January 2022 um so March yeah March 2021 so yeah. it was kind of uh it was still COVID times but it was kind of past the big 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 surge yeah but it was still um uh it was still it was actually no it was still nuts because I remember mm. being really early days pregnant when I first got the studio and yeah. so we also got this giant delivery of packaging that was in a container from overseas that we needed to unpack and so a whole yeah. bunch of my friends and we unpacked this giant container and yeah. I was pregnant and no one knew so yeah. I was lifting all these hugely heavy boxes and things yeah. and Mike kept being like can you just slow down a bit stop like it. stop you need to have a break and I'm like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm all good, I'm all you good. feel so capable don't you you like so what are you talking capable. about I'm so capable I'm so fine so capable. and it was so and I was like I'll be fine I'll be fine which I was fine thank goodness yeah but yeah. um yeah so it was still crazy so I worked right up until um I was nine months pregnant yeah so I went into the studio most days and um was on my feet most days and things um so it was still really busy and I had Hattie in there with me as well um doing packing of orders and things yeah. but I also made sure that I rested a lot while yeah. I was pregnant which oh it was so good so that was one of the best things of having your own business was that I could rest as much could as rest. I wanted yeah, yeah, I think those are the pros and cons, hey, of having your own show. I mean, there's so many pros and cons, but like. So many of both, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to do and manage your own life how you want to, you know, yeah. in a roundabout way. Yeah, it's it, it's one of the perks, big perks, big time. Absolutely. Yeah, so how was pregnancy? So you weren't sick or anything? Um, I was a bit sick at the start, a bit nauseous. I had... um. Oh, what's it called like reflux the whole pregnancy yeah. but that was kind of as bad as it got yeah um but no I had a really smooth pregnancy I had a couple of times that I was in hospital because I had a fibroid um that they that kept yeah. um, causing me a lot of pain yeah to the point where a few weeks it was a few months before she was born they were like right so we think you're gonna have a baby today <gasps> and I was like uh, oh my god no, 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 no. that this is not my body is not telling me that I'm going into labor today no it's not yeah and it 
we didn't thankfully but um yeah there are a couple of kind of um hospital visits throughout my fibroid then and things yeah. but apart from that everything else was really smooth sailing yeah and, and did you know you were having a girl no we no waited surprise. until she was born yeah, yeah. It was a surprise. so yeah. um I didn't know either way the whole way through the pregnancy I was flipping and flopping between boy and yeah. girl the whole time but, um, yeah 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 <laughs> Oh, isn't it the best? Like I always, I, I'm honestly always reminiscing on like that time of my life. Cause I, I actually said to Drew last night, I'm like, I'm not even sorry for how many times I say this time last year, I was this, this time last year, or this reminds me of when I was pregnant. This reminds me of when I was pregnant. I loved being pregnant. Like I can't me wait too. to be pregnant. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. And like yeah. those first few months of newborn life, like gosh, they're hard. They're hard. And yeah. Like mentally really hard as well. But Oh my gosh, they're so beautiful, and just when they're yeah. so tiny and so tiny. Oh, just, I just yeah, I look back at those times and like oh gosh, gosh it was, so, it was my, I found newborn period really easy because I not easy. I found it straightforward because I um, really trusted my gut and really yeah. um, kind of trusted my instincts and just went with the flow and felt like I knew what I was doing and stuff a bit more. Yeah. But, um, but also mentally, that was a really hard time as well. Yeah, like, of course. It was hit me really, really hardcore. So yeah, did you good. like prepare in any way? Like, did you had you done any classes or anything, or like read any books to feel prepared? Because I certainly, I, I mean, of, not for parenting. I was gonna say birth or parenting. Yeah, well, the two different ball games. Hey, parenting. Um, parenting. I mm, I think I read one book, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of conversations I think that was my main thing. yeah yeah lots of my friends talk to my parents a lot um kind of trying to figure that all out but um but yeah it's it's that thing that everyone's like oh you can't really prepare for it and, and you just can't, can't. like no. you just don't know what you're going into and you don't know what kind of kid you're going to have and you're also yeah. not going to how you're going to respond to your yeah kid as well. yeah I meant that yeah I would like to interrupt this episode for a quick word from our sponsor just kidding (laughs) all right guys i want to ask you a question are you currently running a creative business or maybe you're even starting one this could be anything from selling products to being a photographer an influencer a graphic designer copywriter maybe you're an event planner virtual assistant maybe you're a coach who knows there's plenty more things you could be but I would love you to know about Found Legal. If you haven't heard of it before, you can thank me later. This is definitely something that needs to be on your list to Google next. Riz from Found Legal is an absolute wizard. She sells the most incredible templates to cover your business and keep it legally legit. I have used Found Legal's templates in the past for my graphic design business and it does certainly make me feel a lot more safe and happy knowing that everything is legally legit in the background. It's as simple as purchasing, updating those documents with your details and start implementing them. If legal templates sound like something you need yesterday for your business, jump onto our website and even use the code EBBY to get 15% off her templates. And this is also a fantastic way to support this podcast if you also enjoy it as we get a little kickback too. Links are in the show notes if you would like to take a look. In relation to the business, how did you set up yourself in terms of maternity leave and like what were your expectations of yourself with work? Yeah, great question. I um, 
I went on maternity leave at the end of mid-December. So I wanted to see through yeah. the Christmas period. So I finished up um, when the, I normally close, I normally close the business for kind of three or four weeks over Christmas time anyway, because no yeah. one orders after Christmas or in early January. Everyone spent their money. All yeah. their money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I often found that I had January off and that was really nice. So I did the same. So I closed the doors kind of on, um, I don't know, it was mid-December and was like, great, I'll probably come back around um, Feb or March. And mm-hmm. I was like, what a joke. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what was I yes, thinking? I know, right? Um, but you're like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll, I'll be, be fine. Oh, and cute little baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, I was still bleeding then, like, for goodness yeah. sake. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was still recovering. Um, anyway, so took kind of January off and then I started thinking about stuff again in February, March and was like, yeah. I really felt like I needed to come back to the business. I was like, oh, I yeah. feel like the business needs to be open and needs to be running. Yeah order for it not to go stagnant and just completely fade out yeah you don't want people to forget about it yeah I was just really worried about it dying yeah I just didn't want to it like I didn't want having a baby to be the reason that my business died I was like that seems ridiculous I've worked so hard on something yeah yeah all these years to then have it die because I've had a baby I just don't want that I didn't want that for kind of my future and I didn't want that for Heidi and I didn't want didn't want that to be a part of your story I didn't want that for women yeah. in business. I was like, nah. Yeah. I, yeah. Can't, can't let the ladies down. Exactly. We can do both. Yeah, we can um, do both. Yeah. So I tried to come back in pretty early. I dipped my toes back in pretty early, just working from home. And Heidi would be asleep on me and I'd be on my laptop and things. You get um, really good at doing one thing, like one handed, oh, like keyboard. One handed. Oh, totally. 100%. Yeah. Um, and, but Hattie came back to work for me, I think in. I want to say late Feb or early March or so, she started working again, packing orders and things. So she would take care of the whole studio. I kind of upgraded her to be studio manager and she handled everything in the studio. Yeah. And at the same time, I think it was April that I hired um, Vanessa and she ran all the back of end stuff. Yeah. Um, so I kind of dipped in and out and was like, I'm here and I'll give you things to do, but you guys are running the show. Yeah. Um, so it was a really hard time to um, introduce Ness to a whole business yeah. while I had this newborn baby. Yeah. Um, and then Hattie was running stuff on her own for the first time. So yeah. it was all these new kind of things. Everyone was in new roles and I was in a new role as You were well. in a new role as well, yeah. As well as being a boss yeah. to two people, um, which like I had overseen Hattie the rest of the time, like she hadn't had the studio to herself. So getting used to having her in there by herself was a thing for me yeah. as well. I was like, oh, I'm like, totally, she's totally capable. It was just, yeah, you letting her. go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You letting go of needing to know all the details. Exactly right. Exactly yeah, right. That would be hard. Um, yeah, it was really tricky. Yeah. And, um, and I also was so torn because I so wanted to soak in the newborn days. And yeah. I didn't want to go. Because you know they're so fleeting and yeah, fleeting, especially looking back. I know, but, um, <laughs> but I just yeah. I really wanted to be present with Heidi, and I didn't want to dabble too much in work. But I also found that it was an okay-ish balance. Yeah. But then it got it just got harder. Like yeah. as she got older, I was like, okay, this is getting tricky to manage and juggle and things. Yeah. Um. So I started thinking about what's next and how am I going to do this when Heidi's older? Yeah. What do I want to do like do yeah. I want to put her in childcare? 
what does that look like? Do I want to, because I kept bringing her to the studio with me, which yeah. was, which, it was fine before yeah. she move and stuff. But yeah. then when she started crawling, it just started. Oh my God, that's where I'm at right now. And it's just yeah. really Heidi's hard. walking and oh my gosh, she's just so busy. So busy. <laughs> so busy. I remember everyone I'm saying busy, to me, like, like if you want to do anything, do it now, like in the newborn phase, like while they just lay there. I'm like, no, yes, I'm going to cuddle my baby. I'm just going to stare at her. I'm like, I'm not going to do any work. I just want to like yes, enjoy exactly. this. But then now I'm like, I get it. I get it. You just can't do anything. You have to be like literally watching them every second because they can do things so fast. Wow. And so I would take Heidi into the studio and she would just get into everything and it would just really stress me out. And so I felt like I was constantly like, I'd be packing a box and Heidi would be into something over there. So I'd run over and run over there. Put her back on her mat and give her some toys and things and run off and pack a box again and stuff. And it was just, it just wasn't fun for me I was just like I yeah. do not enjoy this this is yeah. not I and did you feel it. like you're like ne- not neglecting it but like because that's sometimes I feel at the moment if I try and do any work around oh Bali I just feel guilty for yes. ignoring her like 100 percent. yeah and I was like is this this is not sustainable because I feel like I'm neglecting both yeah so I feel like a bad mom I feel like a bad business owner this yeah. is not sustainable at all for me yeah so like well what's next do I do do I put her in childcare? And I was really reluctant to do that mm. because I was just like, oh, I just I'm not making enough money at the moment for me to be able to put her in childcare and pay myself and pay two employees and pay rent. Yeah, like it was it's big. big expense. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, so I really thought about like, oh, what's next for me? Like, what does this yeah. look like? Am I still enjoying this? Is this what I want to keep doing? what does growth look like for the business and what does growth look like for me personally and Heidi and things. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of in the middle of the year was, we were having a big conversation, Mike and I, and being like, well, what's, what's next. And I was kind of like, I think, I think it's time to sell. I think I'm ready to move on. Yeah. And um, like, I was just like, I think I don't want to, I don't want to not be with Heidi. I really want to be with Heidi in these first few years. years really tiny and yeah. yeah exactly right and um it's starting to feel I'm starting to feel more and more pulled away from the business than I was to it yeah so I think the, the studio I started to pull away a bit and it just didn't really things just didn't feel like they sat perfectly with me anymore whereas mm. at home everything felt great and blah 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 yeah when I was running the business from home but the move to the studio and having Heidi I was like no, this just feels different now. And obviously yeah. your priorities change when you have a baby, as yeah. you know. Big time. Where you're just like, oh, I'm not as invested in this yeah. as I am yeah. in my child. Like obviously there's, I think people go either one of two two ways. They're yeah. more on fire for their business once they yeah. have a baby or like, oh, no, my priorities have shifted. Yeah. And I think I was in a camp for that. Yeah. So we started having chats about what it looks like to sell and things. And yeah. um, then we ended up selling at the end of last year. And That is amazing. Uh, it was, it's just, it was really incredible. Like it was yeah. just, um, the business has gone to my graphic designer, Kalia. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to just, her. Oh my gosh. It was, yes, huge shout out to Kalia. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, it was just crazy. She did all my branding and stuff back in 2020. Yeah. And um, so she knew the business inside yeah. out she yeah done brand designers stuff. get to know their clients like almost better than they know their partners right. <laughs> she knew all the depths of what I wanted it to feel yeah. like what I wanted 
wanted it to look like, what I wanted the experience to be, everything like yeah. that. So she knew it all. Think, yeah. But she was just the perfect person. You didn't need to explain so- any of that again to someone else. Yeah. Oh my gosh, not at all. And she yeah. just like the way that she runs the business now is like, oh, she really gets it. Like yeah. it could have gone to anyone and they could have just tanked it, but she's just made it yeah. sing. And she probably knows like exactly what you've just talked about today like the depths of the stories of why it originally came about and your your motivations behind it the story like the real deep roots of it and she as a brand designer would honor that yes exactly right yeah that's exactly what it is it's honoring that yeah and exactly she did all the deep dives before she even bought the business but um yeah yeah, she kind of sailed into emails and was like look I'm just having a think about buying the business and I know this is totally crazy but what do you think like can we chat <laughs> and I was like yes absolutely you'd yeah. be perfect and I just could feel in my heart that she was the right person like there were lots of other offers there were lots of other people coming in um offering to buy the business but yeah. I was like I would so much rather it be with the right person absolutely the right amount of money because it's your Not baby it's like another baby it's your business baby it's a really big piece of your story huge 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 and a big part of like my identity and yeah that in a way as well yeah so um, yeah no so she bought the business at the end of last year and she is just taking it strength to strength and it's so cool and so weird seeing be so her strange. Instagram and everything like that it's yeah. so bizarre but also so great like she's yeah. just doing a job and it's just beautiful and I feel really at peace with the decision that it's her yeah. and then also just the decision to sell. Like sell. it was just absolutely the right decision, absolutely the right timing. And yeah. honestly, it set me up really well for the next few years. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. basically I'm ending up paying myself more after selling the business than I would have running yeah. it. Yeah, and, being and you're home. Working. And I'm home. Yeah. So it's just this beautiful thing where wow. I've worked really, really hard for the last seven years and it's really And here off. are your fruits of your labour. Exactly. Yeah. Really, really that is amazing that is such a good story yeah it's really cool it's a really cool and I don't think there's many kind of um success stories out there of people selling businesses and it being a really positive thing yeah and then chilling like I'm not yeah like okay so what's next and I'm like well I don't know and I'm okay with that like I am really okay I want to be a mama for now and I don't want to rush into the next thing something yeah. will come I'm sure it'll come in the right time and I think but you like it's the most and I, for me I found because I was still and removed from my business in motherhood like in those first few months that was when I felt like ideas would come to me in like a really fresh perspective because I wasn't forcing ideas I wasn't expecting ideas I think like for you, it's probably the perfect place just to, just to enjoy, enjoy motherhood now and just wait for these, wait for these inspired thoughts to come when they're ready. Exactly right. And I'm just, I'm so happy to wait and see what happens. I don't, yeah. you're exactly right. I don't want to force anything. Yeah. I think the best decisions of that kind of stuff come naturally when they're Absolutely. not Absolutely. Yeah. So especially creative decisions. So especially I'm definitely, yeah. definitely just happy to be taken along for the ride and see what happens. And like, obviously <laughs> being in this whole new, like um, baby world, like obviously there's so many business ideas that I'm like, oh, this yeah. has not been for babies. This has not been invented for babies. Like there's lots of whirling in my head. Yeah, I'm like grabbing onto and going, yes, yeah. let's do that. That's the one. Like, oh yeah, my brain's still ticking over creatively. Ticking. And yeah. Seeing what happens. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like 
what you just said then, like the root of this podcast, I feel like I'm often thinking about that sort of stuff because so many people that I've reached out to um, to have an episode on this podcast, a lot of these stories are exactly what you just said, like people who have had the problem in early motherhood, like this doesn't exist or they want this yeah. or whatever, there's yeah. this problem. And like I just, how cool is it though that like so many of us women just go out and make these problems our <laughs> our problem when we go out and do right. solve, solve these things for ourselves absolutely it's so yeah. cool can so you tell cool. me more about um selling the business because I feel like that is such yeah. a um a topic that not many people talk about or would yeah. know how to approach like how did you how did you go about like obviously you would have had an inspired moment where you're like oh maybe I'll sell like what what was the first action from there yeah good question um I think my first action was to talk to my friend um, Madeline, who owned Auric Alchemy. In um, mm-hmm. she was up in Queensland, and she moved to Tassie. She sold her business, I think, a year ago or so. Um, mm-hmm. And so I talked to her and was like, "Hey, how, how did, you, did you go? What was the process? All that kind of stuff." Because I just had no idea, like yeah. as anyone would, because I hadn't done it before. Yeah, um, I had no idea what I was getting into in terms of selling and stuff. So she just kind of um gave me some pointers and sent me some voice memos and stuff about what she did and stuff her dad's a lawyer so um oh, he cool. her. yeah I know yeah. it's so great <laughs> but basically my first port of call was um going to a lawyer and talking to my accountant and yeah. um, kind of figuring out how much I could sell the business for and what that included and what that entailed yeah um so I really wanted to make sure that I kind of um fixed up the business enough that it could be really all encompassing like yeah kind of like here you go exactly the stock and the website and the instagram and everything all together as a big package yeah um so that was kind of the first thing was talking to lawyers the next thing was putting it out there and that took me a long time to put out there I was really like, once it's out there, it's that's your decision. And be like, haha, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, Never mind. (laughs) Because I really, I've seen a lot of business owners be flaky with stuff, and I've always wanted to steer so far from being flaky with things. Yeah. That I want my yes to be my yes and my no to be my no. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm putting it out there, it means that I'm. I'm It's that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And so putting it out there, and then waiting for inquiries to come in, and we had. So many inquiries within the first few yeah. weeks. And it yeah. was just kind of nuts going through it all and kind of talking to people about it because I wanted to make sure it was the the really right person. So it yeah. had to feel right for me. And that was a really big part of it was mm. even just seeing emails when people emailed in, I could tell straight away. Like You no, can tell by people's language and how they, yeah, how their grammar, 100%. even yeah as a graphic designer as well getting inquiries all the time I can tell what type of client someone will be by the way they email it's incredible how it works exactly and you can feel their heart and you can feel something that they want or really care about yeah Yeah, exactly and so when Carly has dropped in I was like oh wait wait on wait on wait on this feels different (laughs) yeah um so yeah so it was a lot of it was a lot of lawyer stuff to organize and it was a real big headache, like in terms of all the paperwork to organize and all the contracts and chatting to my accountant and getting all the tax stuff organized. And then you have to organize like GST stuff and couple of gains tax and all this kind of like, oh, wow. So much more to it. Yeah. 
and a lot of stuff that I just like I have no interest in and you just couldn't care less oh my gosh couldn't care less and I'm not good at it yeah and so it's just like yep cool 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 somebody else Um, did this for me exactly so yeah yeah. so it was it was it was a tricky time trying to navigate all of it um while also just mumming and trying to like yeah snaps and like (laughs) figure it all out so having a headspace it was hard to kind yeah. of and not only to- that but the emotional weight that would have too like you you're going through the process of letting go a really big piece of you like you said your identity it's something that you've had for so long like the emotional weight of that isn't something to dismiss either and I think that's the whole thing right like it's the emotional weight of that plus becoming a mum is such a huge emotional huge. identity shift in itself Crazy. and such an emotional yeah. shift generally that everything was changing for me so becoming a mum was completely new not having my business was completely new completely so it's new. like well who am I where do I sit in all of yeah. this like what does who does this make me yeah. in terms of not having a business and being a mum and the changes that that brought about but yeah. also um entangled in all that bizarrely was um giving away my Instagram community as well so yeah because I was daily on Instagram chatting yeah. to all my that I'd made on Instagram through my business in DMs and stuff like that. So then to not have that anymore was really weird. That would have been really strange, yeah. Really strange. And it was like, okay, cool. Now I'm another step removed from like. From it. Yeah, from that and also just from connection. So it was just, oh, wow, this is a really. Stepping into this really different space. Yeah. Yeah, really, really different space. So motherhood, not owning a business, not having the connections that I used to have. Like it's just, it's all really really big changes which yeah. has really impacted my mental health like yeah. honestly yeah really so um, how long how long ago was this now so how long have you been um out of the business um I sold the business on December 16 last year yep um so I've been out of the business for what is it now four or five months yeah and how are you finding it honestly <laughs> Um, it's a really good question. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm finding it. Overall, absolutely the right decision to sell the business. Yes. Absolutely. I'm really, yeah. really at peace about that. Yeah. In terms of directionally now, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'm not yeah. sure where I'm going. But overall, I'm feeling I'm feeling good, but yeah. it's a mental shift. And yeah. I'm still You're probably still processing it all. Exactly right. Yeah. And that's the, I'm still processing it all. I'm still figuring out what my day-to-day looks like with Heidi without yeah. work. Yeah. And without all that kind of stuff. So figuring out what's best for her, what's best for me, what yeah. does that all look like? It's a it's a big thing to work through. So it's Yeah. yeah. And do you get much me time? Do you have family around you to help you out? Do you get some solo time? Um, my parents live over in Dubai. Oh, my, wow. oldest, my oldest sister lives in London and oh. my youngest lives five minutes down the road. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. But my younger sister really close by, she comes by a couple of times a week and we catch up, which is really nice. Um, and we've got a beautiful um, community of friends yeah. uh, that just love us and love Heidi so well. So I've got lots of support and lots of connection um, there. But also I found it really hard to be away from Heidi at all yeah. and to kind of um, leave her with Mike and go somewhere else and do my I'm quite the same, actually. I struggle leaving Bali. Oh my gosh. Me, not, I'm not worried about her. I'm worried about me. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not worried about her at all. She is so capable and so independent and so fine without me. Yeah. I'm worried about me. Like, yeah. <laughs> that sounds, it sounds selfish when you say it out loud, yeah. actually. But, but it is. It, yeah. It's like this thing of it's, just 
it's really hard to let go and to be without them when they've been your you know fifth limb for the whole time they've been alive and and not even that but pregnant as well like I always think about that like you are literally their only thing and you're just so connected it's just so hard to leave them whether or not they're capable yes just it's just dropping it's just dropping the mental load of like letting go of like Mm -hmm. it's okay like they like will be okay without me but you kind of don't even want to face that no I found it really really hard really (laughs) tricky and even just leaving her with Mike like obviously Mike is a very capable dad yeah he's amazing very hands-on but I still he's like okay go to Pilates and I'm like I just really I would rather and often he's like great why don't you go and have some time just you I'll take Heidi and I was like no but I want to spend my time with you two. That's how I want to spend my time. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's really, yeah, and it's been something that I wasn't expecting at all. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought that I would be fine just to be like, great, I'm going to go and do my own thing. And it's like, no, I'm not at all. <laughs> yeah, and it's so crazy because we are all so different as mothers as well. Like no one motherhood is the same. Like it's motherhood experience is the same. Like some of us are really happy to just drop and go but then um, there's another group of us and I probably feel like that and same sounds like as you that like really reserved around talking and deciding on yeah who cares for them and like thinking about the future how are you going to navigate that and like I'm I I don't know about you but I'm particularly sentimental and I really like cannot let go of um yeah like the the idea of like they're only this big today like I remember oh even gosh. when Bali was a newborn I would put her down in a bassinet for the night and I would literally get so upset at the thought like tomorrow mm-hmm. you'll wake a little bit bigger and like even yes. though I won't notice it tomorrow but after a few days it will be noticeable and yeah. like each and every time I put you to bed you're going to be a little bit bigger and I can't come back to this and it's just so soul crushing it is soul crushing the grief involved There's in them so growing. much grief huge it's yeah. massive it's this whole thing of like ah, oh, just yeah it's oh it's and it's so unexpected like I just yeah. didn't expect to have yeah. this grief for her growing I was like that yeah. sounds ridiculous yeah but you're right it is and it's this whole thing of wanting to be so present and in the moment that you're so overthinking it and you're not yeah. present in the moment because yes. you're so desperate to not forget it yeah that you're forgetting it because you're not in it and, and you like, just drive yourself absolutely crazy absolutely crazy absolutely crazy yeah you're just like oh no this is just so it's yeah it's a really hard mental game isn't it of just like it is yeah oh my gosh the depth that you love them yeah is so huge and so the depth of that kind of them growing and changing and yeah being more independent and not needing you as much yeah as well so yeah yeah (laughs) and it's only like it's it's hard as well when talking about this sort of stuff because I I don't know about you but like obviously our partners are great and they like um, awesome dads or whatever but like at the end of the day it's us going through this like it's on a hormonal level as well like and it's just such a different ball game like and it's so hard to explain and you you want sympathy but you don't want sympathy yes yeah (laughs) and you want to be known as capable but also yeah need help and like yeah oh, I feel you. we have this conversation all the time about like no these are yeah. the things that I'm going through mentally mentally emotionally yeah like everything and like for dads it's so great that they're stable and yeah. just kind of I just like keep yeah great we've got a kid now 
Yeah. Like exactly. Keep us grounded. But oh my gosh, it's such a wild change as yeah, a woman. Absolutely. And something that I just wasn't expecting was just no. the, Cause absolute- you do, you like early pregnancy, like you think, yes, I'm gonna have a baby, it's gonna be so cute. Right? I'm gonna do this little fam, I'm gonna have a little mini me. Right? And you're like, I'll figure it out when I get there. And you get yep. there and you're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 100%. And, I mean, it makes sense. That whole, our whole pregnancy, we're thinking about how we can rest and how we yeah. can nourish ourselves and how and, we can. Yeah. It's all about us for a while. Yeah. And then as soon as they come, it's there's nothing about us. And you us. haven't had a shower for a fortnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so the, the shift is huge. Like, it's yeah massive and your your heart is outside your body and your yeah and nothing about you matters anymore because it's all about this little human yeah also trying to piece yourself back together together recover and figure out how to be a mum and what kind of mum gosh it brings up your personal private childhood experiences adult experience everything yeah everything yeah huge culminating And then I don't know about you, but then I also think I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Like I'm working this out. And I'm like, but, (laughs) but then, but then I'm going to want another one and then I'm going to have to go through all of this again. And then what the hell am I going to do? Like (laughs) a hundred percent. And you're like, how on earth can I do it again? Like in terms of like, totally happy to be pregnant and give birth. Yeah, same. How am I going to have another one and love it as much? And yes. how does the dynamics of them work? How yeah. the dynamics work of me and my partner? Like, how, what does that look like? And yeah. oh, just, oh and your relationships, like, it's so already so hard enough to find time for just your relationship and have not even finding time, but like be in the right headspace when you have the time. I found that's yeah. another thing as well. Yes. Like, okay, I've finally got one on one time to have some time with Drew, but like, but my energy isn't there like I in my head I have got xyz on my to-do list there's a load of washing to hang out I haven't showered in three days I'd really like to just sit down with a cup of tea and just have a like a breath yes absolutely oh it's, I feel you 100 percent. yeah and then your friendships as well and friendships like, oh yeah. how do you explain how much you've changed mm. and grown mm. when you just don't know yourself yet like yeah. you're still figuring oh, yourself so out. hard to so hard to communicate um yeah. I just spoke it up yeah do you want to just bring her out and we'll finish we'll finish up and she can be with us this girl hello you just wake up you're still waking up honey oh hey all right well we've got little miss heidi who's joined us which is so so nice i love a lot of my meetings end up with bubbers in them and i can never i never complain and now i'm the one with the bubber in the screen too yeah all right so one question about motherhood i love to ask um how do you want your kids well heidi and any future bubbers that might come along to remember their childhood and remember you as a mama? Oh, this is a question that I've been thinking about so much recently, um, just in terms of how I parent and what that looks like yeah. and what our day-to-day looks like, trying to figure out what our day-to-day looks like and how I can kind of infuse um, what I'd like her childhood Would to be like. like. Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about joy and how joy can really create resilience and help with their mental health later on down the track mm. um I've got really high anxiety and I'm really wary yeah. about passing hides yeah so I'm really wanting to 
um, instill a lot of joy in her so that she can be confident and capable. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And just really have that, have that joy. So um, that's incredible I, that you realize that though, and you're consciously aware and wanting to make that a thing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I, think I undervalue yeah, yeah. The of that. So thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I really want her to have a joy-filled childhood. Um, Mike and I are all about having fun and yeah. create joyful moments and things. So I just want her to have a fun, joy-filled, loving um, childhood that she can just look back on and be like, oh yeah, my family is fun. We are a fun yeah. family. Yeah. Um, and also just that sets her up for being a resilient, independent woman Yeah, um, that knows her worth and knows yeah. that she's capable and confident. And, um, yes, <laughs> this is a lot. This is a lot to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to but um, I, I wish for all those things for her and yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of what would what do you want her to know about like the concept of um making a living in the future? Like how do you want her like want what what do you want her to know like going into that time of her life? I think this generation is gonna be so interesting in terms it's of making, be really interesting. Like it's just all the jobs that they're gonna have when they're at the right age are just not gonna exist now. Like I yeah. just think we're we're on the edge of such a big shift mm. in how we live in terms of how much is work and how much is play and what we can make money from and what we um what we do for enjoyment and mm. things like that so I kind of just want her to be able to I want to be able to support her fully in whatever she wants to do mm. and um I want her to feel supported by us and really um to know that she can do whatever she wants with making a living yeah. and whatever that looks like. But I think that there's such a shift into living and working, being really intermingled in a non nine to five way. Yeah. So making a living just from um, even just from being and like having your experience and sharing that with people and things yeah. like that, like non tangible things. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's a really good question, but yeah. also so far in the future that I'm like, I'm not sure. But yeah, what it even I, looks like. Yeah, but mm. I just want her to feel supported, I think is the main thing. Supported by us and know, know that she can go in whatever direction that she wants and we'll support her in that. Yeah, yeah, so special. I think as a creative mama, I think we probably do have that perspective of like, well, what we went through as a young teen and having to break break away against that traditional um, entry into work, yeah, <laughs> careers right. and stuff, yeah. having that fresh perspective of like you can do whatever you want, and especially like how lucky Heidi is to have a mama who went off and did her own thing and made something of herself on her own. Like what an incredible story to be able to tell her when she understands that like you went and did that and you sold it and like what a boss you are. She's yeah. going to be like, no way, you're an amazing mom. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how she'll Yeah, respond. It'll feel like such a distant thing when we can talk about it. So it'll yeah. be so bizarre. And also yeah. because the future holds for me work-wise, it'll be. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah interesting yeah 
Hello. <laughs> Look at you, gorgeous girl. <laughs> She's patting the cat. <laughs> hey. Final question. If yeah. you could go back to the 20-year-old you and tell her about the years to come, what would you go and tell her? Oh, that's a good question. To just forge your own path and yeah. not um, think about what you think other people are saying because they're probably not. Yeah. Um, and to just do what you want to do going forward. You don't need to think about other people. You don't need to. I still need to hear this today, to be honest. Yeah, um, don't we all? Exactly. Don't need to please other people. Don't need to um, be doing what you think other people expect of you. It's yeah. just what you want to be doing. Yeah. I think that's what I'd say. But yeah. I I'd repeat it to myself today. I still need to hear that. Yeah, it's yeah. Work in progress, isn't it? Oh, Absolutely. Who's that your dummy? dummy that doesn't actually use. She just... Okay. Just likes to play with it, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the most beautiful conversation. Did you want to add anything or do you feel like there's something you missed? No, I think that's everything. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what I see things. That was just the best conversation, hearing about that story. That is so amazing. I think I really hope you're proud of yourself for what you've done because it's just, it's it's funny. We always um, tend to think like what what's normal to us just feels so like so normal. Like yeah. it's it's hard to get past the perspective of like that, that your story and it, like each of us have our own story that is just so incredibly unique that no one can actually grasp the full concept of unless it's yeah. you yourself. So well done. So, I'm really proud of you. Oh, thank you. And it's so normal and, yeah, everything to me that, yeah, having hear, yeah. hearing it from someone else's point of view who hasn't heard kind of anything, even like yeah. friends and stuff. It's really, yeah, it's different. So thank you. It's yeah, really nice. no, I think it's a really, it's it's a really incredible thing to build the courage to sell a business, I think, as well. I think that's something I'm actually, it's funny, you're, you said before, um, it's something I'm hearing way more of. In fact, like another girl who I've interviewed who said yes has just sold her business as well. So it's going to be another interesting conversation. Kind of feels like it's getting more, talked about getting more common and I think it's a really really big um big decision that deserves like obviously you had a lot of courage to make that decision I think that's really something to be proud of um yeah yeah. I think yeah I think it's it's something that's definitely not spoken about much at all because it's just I think a lot of actually having said that I hadn't kind of touched on selling also came with like oh, should I be, should there be shame here for selling? Like, do I need to be feeling shame for not having succeeded? Is selling not succeeding? Is it failing? No. And it's like, no, this is actually still a really big success. Like, and I don't know why I initially had those initial things of like, oh, this is definitely a shame thing. But I was embarrassed at the start when people were like, oh, you're selling. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." Like it was, it was really interesting what kind of feelings is it is it because it's a feeling of like I can't I cannot or not that I can't but I don't want to juggle motherhood and business life at the same time and yeah and it's 
I don't want to and probably that I can't because I was yeah. finding it really hard. Really hard, it. yeah. And because we've seen so many examples of women who can do both yeah. and do it well, um, yeah. I think, and I think it's a big thing of like we can do both and it's like great. Yeah. We, it's great that we can but we don't yeah. have to. Exactly, exactly. Because at the end of the day we start these businesses like especially the businesses that have begun before motherhood, start these things out of the intention to give yourself this lifestyle, give yourself this cup, creative cup filling um, experience for that time of your life. And there is like when motherhood comes around, it's just a completely different ball game. Your your goals are different. Your um, hope for the futures are different. Like everything is different. Everything changes and there is absolutely no shame in having different priorities. Yes. And I think that's the thing, like we we are human and we evolve and change and we change yeah. our minds, change our direction, and that's okay. Like, that's okay, it's, yeah. It's, it's always been in previous generations of just like, no, you have to stay the course of whatever you've decided. And it's like, no, why yeah. Why have we said that that's the thing to do? Like exactly. why can't we change our minds? Why can't we change directions? Yeah. And at the end of the day, you just got to listen to yourself and what makes you feel good. And if make if if you want to be full hands in motherhood, because you're a mum and that's the decision you made, like absolutely go for it. Do not feel shame at all for yeah. not wanting to do both. You don't have to do both. Yeah, thanks. I think it's, yeah. And like the fact that I can be all in and do motherhood and we've set ourselves up really well, like not yeah. people can. That no, choice. that is such a such a achieve, such a big achievement that you should be so so proud of. Like to be able to even build anything yeah. worth selling in that way is something yeah. to be really proud of. Say hello. Yeah, it's huge. Hello, isn't Baba. It? Yeah. <laughs> I got Mama's phone. Always. <laughs> Always. Who are you gonna call? Say hi, Daddy. Is it hi, Daddy? Stand on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's something that I, I'm really, I'm really stoked with. I've got to have this conversation with you because I think it's something that we should all talk about more. Yes. I think being, um, being a business owner and a mother is obviously a really difficult thing and it's obviously, obviously a wicked achievement if you, like, thrive doing that but mm. it's also a wicked achievement to put motherhood first and take like claim that as your reality I think there's power in that too um and I think yeah we, it's really cool to open that conversation because you don't have to do both if it doesn't feel good exactly exactly and I think that's yeah. that's the whole thing isn't it if it doesn't yeah. feel right to you, you yeah. don't have to do um, good on you starting a podcast and having a baby that's thank huge. you I think I'm just saying it's funny what motherhood does to you hey like yes I still love graphic design I still love brand design so oh, much but I just love it in a different way and for me this podcast is me filling up my my creative cup in a way completely separate to work like I've yeah. gone into this without any expectation and that's what feels really exciting yes totally. like I'm not doing it for anything other than like it excites me and I haven't let myself do that for a while and I feel like motherhood was a like it, it felt like it, it was giving me permission to just follow what felt good and that's yeah where I'm at right now um and it can do something for you something that's yeah. creative I think honestly that's really important and I think I'm trying right. to figure out <laughs> <this> <laughs> 
She's got a cardboard tube and she's doing. I think it's really important to find our yeah. creative things of what we, um, what help fill us up so that we yeah. can keep giving to our kids. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out what that is for me, like in terms of. And I'm of sure it will come. What like that creative endeavor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. But it's and there's no hurry. That. Like that's the beauty in it. Like you've got you've got years to enjoy of enjoying your Bubba girl and whatever is to come. And like there's no hurry in anything. I think that's one thing that I've realized with being a mum now. I'm like everything's slow. And it's just yeah. so good. Oh my gosh, I'm leaning so much into the slow, especially just having one. Yeah, I'm like, this is the slowest time we'll ever have. As yeah. soon as we have another one, things will not be slow. Yeah, like leaning into this slow, slow time where we can do things at our own pace. Yeah, and yes, our little bubs are chaotic and busy and things, but it's slow comparative yeah. to what's coming. So just, exactly, and just yeah. how lucky we are to even have them in the first place is just yeah. beyond oh me. Gosh. Yes, absolutely, and like. Yeah. Especially the two of us, we've got such sweet girls. Oh my yeah. goodness, they're yeah. adorable and adorable, so cheerful and happy and sweet. How lucky are we? Yeah, so lovely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to swing you a message one day if I'm around in Melbourne. We'll have to catch up for yes, another day. And if I come back to, I should have. Um, I mean, yeah. Just... Anytime, if you want to come this way, I would absolutely love to catch up with you. No, and our little gals can hang. That would be yeah. so fun. Yeah, so much fun, <laughs> so much fun. Well, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Go out with I a bang, it. literally. <laughs> so well, thank you so much for committing your longest nap time of the day to hang out with me. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for acknowledging that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It is. I it's... love that you know you're like, oh, that's actually a big. A it big... is. It's a big sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so, so lovely to chat. <laughs> Heidi's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been so, so nice to chat. Thank you so much for holding space and just, yeah. Absolutely. My pleasure. I'm the lucky one. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be so exciting. I think that's the other part of me, which I'm just so stoked to be able to do this and why I feel like I've got the energy for it is because the conversations that I get to have are so, like, so, like, they're like therapy for me. Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. That's like, awesome. It's just so much fun. Thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm classic creative. I just love change all the time as well. So here I am. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> ah, ah, Hi. Ah, You've been so good for your mama. Thank you so much, Miss Heidi. Yeah, big sleep, hey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so All much. Right. It's been so lovely. You are so welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Busy Mama podcast. I am ever so grateful to have your listening ears with us today. Please leave a review and rate the show if you enjoyed listening. That would be so appreciated. And also don't forget to request a guest on our website if you have any particular busy mama in mind that you'd love to hear her story, her creation story of her business, of her babies, and of herself in general. Don't forget to follow along for more behind the scenes and extra goodness on Instagram, thebusymama.podcast. I'd also love to take a moment to thank Amity Music for letting me use their beautiful song, Letting Go. You guys are amazing. See you next week. <laughs>